On today's Kyle and Kasanoff show, Duke basketball is on top, two 50-burgers in the NFL, plus we talk some celebration fanatics in Carolina, and we discuss the latest drama in the NBA. Make sure you stick stick around, we've got a great show. All right, and welcome back to the Kyle and Kasanoff Show. We're going to start with Kyle. Will Duke basketball lose a game this season? Dude, I, I don't know, man. Like this, this team is stacked. They are stacked. It was offensive that they were not ranked number one in the preseason because they had, I think, literally all three of the top um, high school seniors. All three of like the number one, like one, two, and three from last year's um, they had Zion class. Williamson, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett. Those are one, two, and three. Um, All one and duns, you think? Might go one, two, three in the draft next year too. I honestly probably will. Um, obviously, like, Zion would go first. Yes, think? exactly. Like honestly, and like I think it's, I think it's incredible. Like they dropped 118 points in their opening win over number 10 ranked Kentucky. Kentucky, you know, a blue blood, a stalwart. You know, um, 118 points. That That is NBA figures. You don't see those stats in college basketball. Um, I mean, and in this game, like, it's crazy. Like, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson, the three of them combined for 83 of those 118 points. So, like, th- that's your big three. And that's as big of a big three as college basketball has seen since. Here's my question. I don't even know. Which big three would you rather have? Them or Steph, KD, and Clay? Um. Well, I've I've obviously only seen these three for you know two games now. They're, Look, all I'm saying, let's put them in the Hall of Fame now. It doesn't even matter what they do the rest of their. I think career. in relation to the competition, I'd rather have Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, and RJ Barrett because I think that they are just so much better than everyone <laughs> else. But like, the NBA is a league of super teams, and like, I don't think that the trio of Curry. Durant and Thompson is as is is as much better compared to the other big threes in the NBA than these three are in college basketball. I, I think Duke is so much better than everyone else um, that it's just it's going to be unfair. They might like they might honestly go thirty four now and steamroll the way to the title. But you know what they knows? say, Kyle, that pay cut's going to hurt when they hit the NBA. It it really is. Those guys allegedly like, they're cutting some fat checks down there. Allegedly, I mean, and the rumors that Zion Williamson. Like he wanted more money from Kansas to sign there, and Kansas didn't give him more money, so he went to Duke. Who knows how much money he's getting here if he turned down that offer from Kansas? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, Dude, I watch ballers. Those kids, they're rolling up in G wagons. What a life! What a life! I mean, and these kids, like, I, I don't, I don't know what their backgrounds are, but like, like kids coming from nothing to go to Duke basketball. Like just and then what? Like one year there, and then you're in the NBA at, at 19 or 20 years old. It's just just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, college basketball is back. It, it really is. I, I'm so excited for this season. March Madness last year was incredible. Um, it seems like so long ago. I mean, it was. It was you know nine months ago almost. Um, but you know, did you win your pool? 
No, I didn't. I got smoked. I picked. I remember I picked like Arizona or something as my runner up, and they lost in the first round <laughs> to <laughs> Buffalo. I'll never forget. They got blown out by Buffalo. Shout out Bulls. You know, Buffalo Bulls football this year nine and one. People, people that are are not giving them their respect. Dude, uh, I would not. I didn't even know there was a Buffalo Bulls football the, team. This is the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bisons, the Buffalo Bulls. I'm sure there's another bison yeah, buffalo. They, they gotta find some other names. Hurting, for hurting teams. animal team name out there. There's buffalo wild wings. There's just I don't know. It's, it's look the sports teams in New York aren't called like the New York commuters, the New York subway cars, the New York. Whatever. Obviously, this is getting really off track. But have you ever noticed that the New York City sports teams are named after r- arbitrary things that no one understands what they mean? Yeah, they're just like, random words. They're just random words. Like, 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 what is what is a ranger referring to? No idea. No, no one knows. What's a Yankee? What's a Met? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, what do these team names mean? They don't mean anything. Um, what's a? I mean, a jet obviously is a fighter jet. What's a giant? What What is that referring to? Wait, is a have, jet have a giants jet? ever? Huh? Is a jet in the case of the New York Jets a fighter jet? It's literally yeah, it's literally referring to like yes. I, so I like think. just like the Winnipeg Jets. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But like, what What's a giant? They're. Their logo is just an NY. They don't even know what a giant is. <laughs> they don't even try and fake and, and fake what a giant is. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, we know what a hypothetical giant is, but in this case, what's it referring to? Yeah, but to? here's my question. If we're going down this road, which is quite a tangent, but it is leading us into our football conversation, which we're about to get to, why are the Dallas Cowboys, I, I think it's a great name, but why is their logo a star and not a cowboy hat? Well, because the star Cowboys would, would have the star as the belt buckle. Only right? if they were lawmen, right? Cowboys wouldn't have had that. Lawmen would have had the star. I don't know. Maybe that's just like what they're a thinking sheriff of. would have had a star. Also, a star is kind of an like it. it it's like one of the most iconic. Like it, it's worked for them. Whether or not it actually relates no, no, directly a, to a cowboy. Well, I'm sorry. If you're, you're like obviously the Yankees brand has worked for them, but it's well, more no, no, just, no. I'm, I'm saying like like them picking that logo. Like like what else would they have picked that? All I'm a saying hat? is that when the NHL goes to Seattle in 2012 in 2021 or whatever, I'm hoping it's going to be the Seattle Squid. I've been campaigning for that since my very first blog. Seattle Squid? Yeah, I'd like to see them. They'll wear green. What about the Seattle Storm? Seattle's got a lot of storms. It's a, it's a rainy city. I don't like that. The Storm, pretty pretty straightforward. No. All right, let's do some football talk. Let's, let's, let's recenter here. What game do you want to start with? Let's start, uh, I think, you know, again, we're a New York-based show here. Yeah, I think we got to start with the game that just finished. Giants won. The Gi- we're leading. We're leading with the two and seven Giants <laughs> for the second consecutive show. You know we're a, you know we're for the public benefit. You what know, does like, that say about we us? We do this for you, the listeners. And I, and I know on this podcast it's not just New York listeners, but you know we're here in Clinton, New York. People care about the Giants somewhat. We're like four and a half hours from New York City, but you know the Giants. A win for the Giants is – it might as well just be a state holiday because they just never happen anymore. Okay, but a win for the New York Giants over Nick Mullins and the San Francisco 49ers. What a game. What, what an unbelievable matchup between two st- can we, stalwarts. Can I just ask a question? Can we temper temper expectations? Maybe if they beat like the Eagles, national holiday, right? If they beat – Of the Rams. A third string Mind quarterback? the Eagles are four and five. No, no, no. Can I also say the 49ers, we'll get back to the Giants in a minute, two straight primetime games. 
One of which was against the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. The next of which was against the New York Giants. Those are two of the worst ever scheduled primetime games. And they happen in back-to-back weeks, including the same team. That is in- that is incredible that the NFL would schedule so- like anything like that. Well, and there weren't any really good matchups for the entire weekend. Let me just say this. I was reading an incredible article uh, on ESPN with Raiders owner Mark Davis. Where he basically just said, it's all my fault. It's not John Gruden. It's not anything. It's all my fault that the team's bad. Blame me. And I admired that, but at the same time, part of me thinks... When he says blame him, he means half his lack of intelligence and half his terrible haircut, obviously. (laughs) You have to include that Uh, 50-50. I didn't say that. That was Kyle. Uh, No, I mean, I, I just think that... I mean, I understand wanting to like take responsibility, but at the same time, it's like, Maybe the coach has something to do with you being like one and nine. Right. Like, I mean, like even I can afford going to supercuts. You know, dude, it's not about the haircut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he has so much money, he he can he can afford to not cut his own okay, hair. I'm just saying, I brought this up on the show last week, and I'm not sure why this is more isn't more of a story. I swear, I saw back in August, John Gruden's like, if I don't win, don't pay me. He's not winning. <laughs> is he getting paid for this? Because I demand his money. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat here. You, you know? can send those checks my way. But I will is, accept. He, he never really set a timetable, did he? Mm. If I don't like, he he's he's under contract for ten years. Yeah, what? When when was he supposed to like? How old win? is he going to be when that like lets up? Like ninety five? He's not that old. He's like fifty three. He's mm. not that old. I'm just mind mm. you. When he doesn't when he, look that when young. When he went to the Super Bowl, he was the youngest ever quarter. He, I'm sorry. When he won the Super Bowl, he was the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Here's the thing, though. He was like in his 30s. I, the reason why John Gruden looks old is because he does not wear sunscreen, as evidenced by all these pictures of just tomato John Gruden. Um, does he just not wear sunscreen, or like maybe he does, and he just he just he just has pale man's disease? I imagine John Gruden. I said this before on sunscreen the podcast. Sunscreen just doesn't work. I think that John Gruden is the type of guy who believes he is tougher than the sun, and he is wrong. Maybe he just believes that it's 1980 and, and, and global warming hasn't yet hit yet, and it really just is 10 degrees colder every single day. Kyle, even in 1980, he wasn't tougher than the sun. I don't know. Maybe he, he just, he's just an old-school guy at heart. Yeah, he, he just thinks he's tougher than the sun. That's just, I don't know. Like, like my grandfather would pull the same thing. And he has a cell phone, by the way. He does have a John cell phone. John Gruden has a cell phone. Just like you and I. He has a cell phone. People are calling him up. People are calling him up. Saying he's the best coach in the NFL, and they want to come play in Oakland, and they want to come play for that, for that franchise on the baseball field. They want to be slipping and sliding on that dirt for half the season. Um, I don't know. They, it's a it's a mess in Oakland. But back to the Giants, another mess that seems like slightly less of a mess tonight because they defeated another two win team, and they're and then and they now have two wins themselves. Odell Beckham got two TD passes, including one to win the game in the final minutes. Pretty good. Honestly, pretty good. I mean, I mean, the 49ers again are the 49ers, but that was strange. I'm not sure if you guys could hear that, but there was just a real interesting sound going on in the studio. Uh, let me wow. ask you. Let me ask you a that question. Was, that was bad radio right there. Yeah, that was bad radio. <laughs> we just completely stopped and we're in awe of this random sound. All right. I think continuing someone. On. I think someone got abducted outside. Continuing uh, on. Here's my question. How good are the Steelers? They're they're clicking. They're I mean like 
I think James Conner and and like James Conner has been huge for this team in the absence of Le'Veon Bell, but Ben Roethlisberger is is the key to their success here. Okay, I have to say this. Five touchdown pass. He he went off on Thursday night. Can I say this though? Ben Roethlisberger, I think had the most Ben Roethlisberger play I've ever seen in my whole life. Like basically the whole pocket is just collapsing around him. And he just like looks like just like this hulking brute, and he just like col- like he just like kind of huddles himself over the football and gets like taken down. That's his signature and- <laughs> move. <laughs> he goes down like like a just a sack of meat, just just like lifeless. <laughs> he just he puts all of his what little life there is left in his body. He he huddles it around <laughs> the football, and everything else just goes limp. You know, it's, it's it, it's a sight to see. Yeah, but there's nothing better than him getting up from that and just being so confused. Right, just he, being just like, slightly more confused than he already was. Just being like, when does the football start again? <laughs> <laughs> and then he hears that little voice in his head. Who is this talking to me right now? No, Ben, it's it's me. It's Mike Tomlin, your head coach. We have to get back into the huddle here. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, okay, okay. If he didn't have that voice in his head, he'd be completely lost. Well, you know what they say, bud. Ball security is job security. That's it. That's B- true. Big Ben really he takes care of that ball. Hey, he does. And I'll give him that. The Steelers are going to be without Le'Veon Bell for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, is, is reported. He's not gonna. He's not confirm. gonna turn up. Can confirm. I don't know what his end game is there. I really, I really don't. He just lost fifteen million dollars. Yeah, but and he, didn't play football for a whole season. Like, yeah, but okay. Hot. Take what here. else is he doing? Hot take here. Actually, actually, I did see a photo of him playing basketball <laughs> at, a, at, a, at an LA. Fitness. Yeah, I, I saw this too. Actually, he was play He showed up to Pittsburgh, played basketball at an LA Fitness in Pittsburgh, and everyone thought he was coming back. And, and then, any of the rumors that he's not playing because he he doesn't want to get injured have clearly never seen an LA Fitness pickup basketball <laughs> games. Those things can get rough. Well, let me say this. I this is my this is my hot take of the week, and it's the following that. Taking a year off from football as a running back in the middle of your career is possibly the best thing you could do. Why? A year without that wear and tear. Like, do you, do you know how how healthy he's going to be going into training camp next year? Right? He's going to he's going to be so fresh, he's going to be so rejuvenated. See, I don't agree with that. I don't think that like He's already getting six months off at the end of the season, hypothetically. No, I, I don't think turning six months into nine months is going to be that much of a difference. Well, it's, in terms of general wear and tear. I think you know. That, I think he's in the prime of his career. What is he doing taking time off? Look, all I'm saying is that you get older, you break down. It it, it doesn't matter if if you played the previous year. He he's going to be a year older, a year closer to retirement because running backs don't make it past thirty, at least effectively. All I'm saying, how is he? He's 26 now, yeah? 26. He's 20. And, and with his usage, he's not going to make it past 30. All I'm saying is that I, I, I would not be surprised. I bet he'll walk this year, and it would not shock me if he got. He'll go to the Eagles or something. I, I would not shock me if he got, like, I'm just going to toss it out there four years, 76 million. Yeah, I don't know who the highest paid running back is currently. Like what the well, he, what the market is. What's for that. important to him is not just to be paid like a running back, but to be paid like a running back and a wide receiver. Well, if that's the case, I think I think Odell Beckham got more. I think Odell Beckham got. I think he he got like a hundred and twenty five million dollars or something crazy like that, like five years one twenty five. 
if that's what Le'Veon Bell values himself at, then he's going for 150 million dollars. But he's but OBJ is younger. I think they're about the same age. I don't, I don't think OBJ is any older than 25 or 26, or, or I mean I mean younger. Because mind you, he's already played for four years, and he came out when he was what 21, 22. No, actually, sorry, he's 26. My bad, my bad. He's 26. He's on five years, 90 million. So. Five years, 90. So, so yeah, if, if that's what he got, then like. So, if he did four years, 76, that would put him at a million dollars above Odell Beckham's average salary for 19 million. So, I would. I think. Yeah, because I, I think it's a combination of just wanting long term job security and just not wanting to get hurt in the process. Yeah. By playing a year under the franchise tag, which I understand I partially. It. But at the same time, what else is he doing? He just lost a year. Yeah, but look, he gave up. His, the prime of his career. Here's the thing, know. though. Like, James, he's watched James Conner ascend to be just as good as he was last year, essentially. Yeah, but let me just say this. Like, if I said you can have $15 million now. And maybe you can have eighty million dollars in later. Or I said, it's just when do you want the money now or later? What's well, more, the it's no, no, it's more the the delayed gratification because it's a maybe that you get the eighty if you take the fifteen now. But if you decline the fifteen now, and you're guaranteed the eighty later, which one? Which choice? Well, are you what making? if I'm a GM and I say I, I don't want to sign him? He's not a team player. He sits out seasons for his for literally his own benefit. He has he has his offensive linemen turn against him. Nobody likes him anymore. Like, if I'm a GM, why would I give him that money? A I running back. A run- the running back is arguably the least valuable player on the entire football team. Let me say this. I don't think that that's how GMs think. I think that you would have to the be— Patriots would never sign him. I think that you would have to be really, really silly to not understand why a man in his position isn't trying to maximize his earning potential. That's what everyone does, and it's— it's ridiculous to expect that people shouldn't do that. It, I, I heard Von Miller say this a few years ago on Part of My Take, which is a sports podcast uh, by Barstool. And he said, look, if you're a teacher in Florida, right, and you make $48,000 a year, and the school in Denver calls you up and says, I'll give you $62,000 a year, no one's going to say, but what about the school kids in Miami? You love them, blah, blah, blah. You're going to move to Denver because you're going to do what's best for you. And I, I can't blame – I mean, obviously, like, I do talk about being a team player, and, and I understand that. But at the same time, these guys – you're saying this. You're saying Everyone else in the NFL is out there busting their butt. No one else is sitting out seasons right now. He's the only one. Obviously, everyone is out to earn the most money that they can in the time they, uh, that they can do it. But in this case, like, dude, come on. Like, what, what on earth are you doing? But here's the thing. It's probably not going to hurt you him. What are do you doing? You are hurting your team. You are literally hurting your team. They are not going to win the Super Bowl this year because he is not playing. Do you think that's they, really true? They are not going to win because he is not playing. Yes. You really believe that? I 100% believe that. Why? Because I think that he. I think when he is healthy, he's the most dynamic running back in the entire NFL. I, he's right there. He's neck and neck with Todd Gurley. But so if you think James James Conner's done such a good job, and Juju Smith-Schuster's been great, and sure they and Antonio Brown's been great, everyone else has stepped up. I will I will give them that. So, but Pittsburgh also has the best offensive line in the entire NFL. Well, they so, boost just about anyone. But good, Le'Veon Bell great. is is more of a dynamic player than than James Conner is. He just is. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. But it's more just a sense that like I, I don't usually do this. I usually always take the team side. But in this case. Because of the violent nature of football, I understand the guy wanting his guaranteed money. It's I, just like Kawhi Leonard. 
the heck was that last year? What the heck are you doing? Sitting out an entire season. Why? You weren't injured. We know you weren't injured. Why dude, why did you why did you cost dude, your team he, wins? He had foot he had foot troubles. Back off. Yeah, like why? Like I, I wouldn't sign I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go near him with a ten foot pole. I don't care how great of a player he is. Especially on a basketball team when there's only twelve of you. There's only twelve of you. One one bad egg is going to ruin the whole team. I agree. No, no, look, I understand both points. But at the same time you said it yourself, and this is the last we'll say before we move on. He's, if he's a running back and he's not going to expect to play past 30, he better make sure he's going to get paid until he's 30. Yeah, this is true. No, so, no, I mean, like, yeah. Make all the money you want. Le'Veon Bell, I think it's a mistake, honestly. But, you know, moving on here. we got to talk. We've talked Giants. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Saints who put up a 50-burger. They signed Des Bryant, and on the first practice, he tore his Achilles. First practice. Heartbreaking. And... I think I heard that they might be bringing in Brandon Marshall. They are bringing in Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Just one washed-up receiver to the next. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if if he also tore his Achilles because these guys clearly – that only happens for one reason. He was clearly either out of shape or just – he just put he just put too much stress on it, and, and, and he tore it. He's been out of football for a while. He His legs and, and feet weren't conditioned, and he just tried to do too much, and he hurt it. Like, like – it's terrible. It's it's terrible to see that happen, but I mean, like we know why it happened. Essentially, it, it's not it's not a random thing that that just like a freak thing. Like he, he clearly just he just tried to do too much, and it's terrible for the Saints. Um, it's terrible for Dez, obviously, but like, yeah, I mean, the Saints are a revolving door of receiver right now. They've dropped fifty points. They've got you know, they have obviously Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. There it is again. I don't know what's going on here. You just keep going. Where's that coming from? Hey, just go to the overnight CD. Stop. Weird. Sorry about that brief interruption. We're having a little bit of studio trouble here. Back to the uh, back to the Saints. But yeah, the Saints like they have star power. Obviously, they have Drew Brees, who's running away with the MVP right now. As we sit here, week ten, heading into week eleven, um, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, the two-headed monster at running back, and they have Michael Thomas at receiver. But beyond Michael Thomas, yeah, super weird. Uh, beyond Michael Thomas, they don't have anyone, which is why they needed Des Bryant. You know, and you could see how he might have some catches in him. How he might have had some catches. Exactly. He he would have been a huge for this team. Regardless, they still drop fifty one in the Bengals, who are good have team. given up five hundred yards in three straight games. Never happened before in the NFL. And probably after after that fifty one after that fifty one bomb was dropped on him, they fired their defensive coordinator. See ya. Yeah, but you know who they are bringing in? Who are they bringing in? Hugh Jackson. He's an offensive coordinator. But he's coming. He's joining the staff. Under what capacity? They didn't really announce the title, but it was reported by every NFL guy say, today. Because he was their offensive coordinator. He wasn't their defensive coordinator. Hugh Jackson is joining, oh is God. rejoining uh, Lewis. Jackson and Lewis. That's just what in, they need. Back in Cincinnati. Just what they need. Two guys who look very, very similar. And <laughs> when standing next to each other, you might confuse one for the other, and they're both equally incompetent head coaches. Hey, two guys who can't do one job. 
on their own. Maybe they could combine. Maybe they could. Maybe some sparks will. Maybe some sparks will fly there between those two. Yeah, but. maybe maybe they'll be like, okay, you remember to open the door. I'll remember to close the door. Right, exactly. Um, you remember to open the door, and I'll remember that that pole that's that's usually in the middle there is there, so that you don't walk into it while you when you go right through. <laughs> okay, all right, good. We're we're on the same page here. Okay, all I'm saying is that is that betrayal. You, I mean, you leave the Browns and you go right back to Cincinnati. Well, I mean, I mean, the Browns cut him. Like, well, but he's I'm just, just saying, he's a free man. I mean, you might as well leave the state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that, but could, it's, could... it's also interesting that Hugh Jackson is fired, mm. and the Browns presume to drop. What they drop? Twenty eight points there on the Falcons. Yeah, Baker Mayfield three touchdowns. They looked so good. Really, really good. And more than that, Baker Mayfield was on fire. He said he was looking dangerous when he woke up. He said he was feeling dangerous. He's feeling dangerous. I I got this quote right here. Give me one. Give me one second. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, Baker Mayfield looked really good. That offense was clicking. They they pummeled the Falcons down there. Um, Yeah, you ready for this? This is Baker Mayfield from his uh, press conference. This morning I was feeling pretty dangerous. I mean, that's a franchise quarterback right there. I like that. Look, all I'm saying, we had this debate. We had this debate on the air last spring when I said, I like Baker Mayfield. I love a guy with attitude. I want my quarterback to walk into the room thinking, I'm the best guy in here. I love that attitude. Well, it wasn't I, really a debate. I was also on his side as well. We, yeah, but I, I didn't mean, like him as the first pick, but I liked him as a player. Yeah, but but, but I don't know because we talked about the uh, the Kentucky incident or the Kansas incident, and I said I like it. I like the emotion. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that I love that stuff. I love a guy who you know. I love a guy who is an emotional leader because at the end of the game, or like even when you see some of these drives, like under still in the Hugh Jackson time, when you know it's the two minute drill before the half, even if they're down by twenty, Baker Mayfield, you can see him pumped up out there. He's ready to go. He wants to win, and there is no substitute for a guy with that kind of drive. Absolutely, I, I think this is. Just the guy to get the Browns where they want to be. It's not going to be this year. I think it's too little, too late in a in a crowded division and a crowded conference. Ultimately, um, at three six and one, it's probably yeah. It's 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 exactly as I said. It's it's too little, too late. But there's plenty of hope for the future. They have so much young talent on that team. Nick Chubb, twenty carries, hundred and seventy six yards and a touchdown. Also can be directly attributed to the departure of Hugh Jackson because that man has not been used all year. He's he's given twenty carries the week he's he's gone, drops that those kind of numbers like yep. that like that is, if that if that isn't telling of 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 Hugh Jackson's incompetence as a head coach I don't know what is. Here's what I want to talk about now. Your sleeper pick Colts picked up a win against my against the Jags. They, I'm telling you, man. Like th- this is a team no one's talking about him. Andrew Luck is throwing more hey, passes than hey, anyone ever hey, has. Hey, we're talking about them and we're someone. Wait, yeah, exa- we're. At first reported here two weeks ago that the Colts would be a playoff team in the AFC. That second playoff spot, up for grabs. At this point, at, at this point, the other five spots are completely locked up, I think. I, I don't think that anything's going to change. But that sixth spot, currently held by the Bengals, somehow, the only other contender who's over 500 in the AFC is the Dolphins. Those two teams... The Dolphins are 500. They're 5-5. Five and five. Right. So it's those two, and then everyone else is below 500, I believe. 
Yes. And the Colts are sitting at four and five. They're sitting pretty. They they are. <coughs> excuse me. They are clicking. The Eric, Colts, Eric Ebron is having a breakout season. The Colts have a pretty good schedule. Right. I, I mean, like they had. They had, <coughs> after that loss to New England, they had the Jets, which they lost to in a high-scoring affair. They had Buffalo, Oakland, Jacksonville. Then coming up, they have Tennessee, which suddenly, and we'll get to in a minute, looks like New England South, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Tennessee isn't as easy a win as, as we thought. Then they have Miami. Then Jacksonville again. Then they have Houston, Dallas, New York, Tennessee. They can hypothetically run the table and finish 11-5. and five. I, I would not, That would not shock me. Yeah, I mean Andrew that, Luck is Andrew Luck. He's back and healthy, and he's and he's Eric, slinging balls left and right. I think the right. story is though is Eric Ebron. Nine touchdowns. That guy can play. He can play. He's got he, he's he's a fantasy killer. I'll tell you that because I don't have him on my team, and he he's a, he's a killer. And him and Marlon Mack, who's a burgeoning young start running back, they haven't had a, a decent running back in years. Um, him and Marlon Mack, and, and you have Jack Doyle down there as well, T.Y. Hilton, obviously, yep. and they've got some playmakers on defense. Their defense is not nearly as bad as we, as we thought that they would be heading into the season. This is a team that is going to be the sixth seed in the AFC. Here's my question. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, do you regret not taking that head coaching job? No, not at all. I would never want to be a head coach under Jim Irsay. Never. Yeah, he's a he is too involved with the team. It's like Dan Snyder, or I don't I don't know. I like, think the more too involved with the team guy is Jerry Jones. Right, Jerry Jones, two playoff wins in twenty five years. That's that's problematic. Let Let me ask this question real quick. Let's not talk about this game too long. But is the Chiefs only putting up twenty six against the Cardinals a disappointment? Um, I it, I would say it's it's definitely. It's definitely not great for what this team is supposed to be. Um, I mean, obviously, like a win is a win. They don't ask how; they ask how many. And the Chiefs had have nine of them. They're now nine and one. Um, but like you know, I mean, all, all the usual sucks. Best contributed. Kareem Hunt had a good game. Tyreek Hill ha- has continued what he's done all season. Pat Mahomes threw two more TD passes, breaking the rookie TD record. Um, is that true? Rookie TD record? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, regardless, I think I think that the game of the year, honestly, honestly, better than Rams Saints, better than Pats Chiefs is going to be Chiefs Rams in Mexico City next Monday night. I think that so. is going to be incredible. I think that we should take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll do even more NFL talk. We got a pack slate of football today. It's nothing. I mean, I think we just have to stay humble. You know, and we got to make sure we know how to handle success and all those things uh, so we can't change who we are. All right. Welcome back to the Kyle and Kashnoff show. We're still talking football. The New England Patriots done, finished, dynasty over. What's wrong? You know, it starts and ends with Tom Brady here. Tom Brady, his arm. I'm going to have to agree with Max Kellerman. It's looking like a noodle arm out there. He's not, he's not completing his passes. His throws are not getting there. He can't hit anyone deep. The offense is entirely dink and dunk now. And it's, it's the end, honestly. This is like we've seen quarterbacks hit this, hit, hit this wall at the end of their career, namely Favre and Manning. Um, 
and I think this is really it for Tom Brady. I, I think they can find, like, obviously, like, two weeks ago, like, we, it was that Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. And they found a way. Brady didn't look that great, but they found a way to manufacture a win. Here's and I my think question. this is what's going to ha- like need to happen the rest of the season because they looked awful on Sunday in Tennessee. I agree. They looked absolutely atrocious. I was watching that game, and it was bad, bad, bad right from the start. Do you think everyone said that Brady's the kind of guy who's not going to have his his like David Ortiz retirement tour? My two questions are: number one, even though he's not been great, does Bill Belichick somehow have a way to give him a Super Bowl run? And number two, yes, I mean obviously, like this team isn't isn't over yet. He he could come out of the bye. I mean, honestly, what better time to go into the bye? Yeah. I agree. And then you come out and you play the Jets. Like, like, they, like come on. I can see him throwing four touchdowns against the Jets, and now and, and we're all and suckers we're again. Yep. And, and this is the 10th year in a row that Brady's been done but not done, and here, here we go again, a second-half run. But it this just feels different. He is 41 years old. The last three weeks, he's not been good. So here's my second question. It's going to be January, let's call it, 25th. Tom Brady, I'd like to announce my retirement. Do you say is it is that is he retiring in 2019? Yes. In the calendar year yes. 2019. I, I I think this is his last year. I think this is his last year. The problem is right now this that the Patriots are only the three seed in the East if this in the AFC rather if the season ended today. Yeah. Ended today. I don't see them picking up that much steam on the, on the Chargers, not the Chargers. The um who else is who else is ahead? The Steelers. The, the Chiefs and no, 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 the, the Chiefs. who else is ahead? The Chargers. The Chargers are seven and two. Yeah, yeah, but they're a wild card team though. They wouldn't be yeah. a top four. It's uh, I don't know. It's either Steelers or Texans. I know that if the season ended today, the Patriots would only be third. But I think it's Steelers and Chiefs. Steelers and Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Steelers and Chiefs, and without that home field advantage, well, obviously, like you'll have the home field for the, for the wild card. A, you don't get a bye. You have, yep. to, you have to play in the wild card. That hasn't happened in years. Yeah, I, I can't gonna, tell you the last time I've seen the Patriots play. I think the last time the Patriots played in the AFC wild card game would have been against the Ravens in like 2013 or something like that. Yeah, honestly, like you'd have to go way, way back. Like way back in pl- in playoff games for the because like they've played so many playoff games since then that it seems like years ago. Yep. Like seasons ago. Um, but yeah, like. Th- the lack of, uh, uh, assuming it stays as it is, and the Patriots finish, say they finish eleven and five, they, they lose. Let's say twelve and four. They lose in Miami because they usually struggle there, and they lose at Pittsburgh week fifteen. So two more losses, eleven and five. Chiefs finish number one. Steelers maybe finish two. Give Pats three. Texans four because of the tie break. I say they also finish eleven and five because the Patriots beat them week one, mm-hmm. which helps. And the Chargers f- are five, and then as I said, the Colts six. That that leaves the Patriots playing the Colts in the first round. Not a gimme win anymore. I don't think. But don't, it is winnable. Let's let's not pretend that that's a game that's going to kill them. It's not. That's not a brick wall. It's not a brick wall, but it's a there real could be game. some challenges there. It's a real. They game. haven't had they haven't had to play without a buy in a long time. And then assuming they win that game, they're going to go. To either a Pittsburgh or a Kansas City, hypothetically. In the dead of winter. In the dead of winter, they haven't done that in a long time. They like since Denver three years ago. Have they ne- have they had to travel in the playoffs like that? Like that's crazy, um, and that's only a three year time span. But yes, the end is in sight here for the Patriots. I think Brady goes first, then Belichick. I don't know what happens after that. Here's my question. How, I mean, how, I've said that a million times tonight, so I'm, I apologize to our listeners. But how far behind is Rob Gronkowski? 
that's a huge concern. Like, honestly, I think combined, Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman got 25 targets in this game. Chris Hogan got one target. He didn't target anyone else. Like, I don't know what is going on there. Like, clearly clearly he needs Gronk back just to mix up the offense a little bit because it's, it's become so predictable, at least in this yeah. game. Like, like, we just knew where the ball was going to go. Yeah, you look for Julian Edelman in the slot or you look for Josh Gordon down long. Right. I mean, obviously, like, Okay, I have to I have to go back to you have to go back to 2009 against the Ravens, where the Patriots last played in in a wild card. Here game I was thinking AFC that playoffs. was 2013. That was a long, long time. Since then, ago. they've gone 14 and two, 13 and three, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 14 and two, 13 and three. That is that's just crazy. Like that's just that's just that's just. Hey, Crazy, man. next man up, do your job. Bill Belichick, find a way to win. What, and, and, and that's what, the, that's what they're going to have to do here for the last eight games of the season is just find a way to manufacture wins despite Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is no longer going to single-handedly win you football games. Here's what I have to say, though. If there's any man in the entire world that I'd want running my chessboard in the game of football, essentially, it's Bill Belichick. It's Bill Belichick. If there's anyone who can game plan and win a game just on coaching, Bill Belichick. Imagine if we had Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. Yeah, he might. Like, imagine next season. He might with Aaron Rodgers. He might. Dude, I'm telling you, (laughs) what 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 a world it would be. But yes, the Pats obviously season's not over. Heading into the bye, hopefully better things to come. Let's talk about our boy Fitzmagic. First, he is our boy. Oh, I love. First time ever in NFL history that a uh, a. Uh, quarterback has thrown for more than 450 yards and scored and, three and, points and, or fewer. And the team is, has has garnered more than 500 yards, and they scored three points or fewer. That is a magical stat line if I've, if I've ever heard it. Like, that only, only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could pull off that. So I believe it was team total offense over 450 yards because Fitzmagic only had 406 yards. Only. <laughs> yeah. Only. <laughs> in a three point game. Like the the amount of red zone stops, like that like that they just couldn't get it into the end zone. But like what I don't understand is why are they not targeting Mike Evans? Mike Evans, like, obviously like I'm a little bit biased because he's he's on my fantasy team and I <laughs> lost this week and he didn't do that well again. So as an owner, as an NFL owner, you're demanding answers. As an answers. owner, I'm demanding answers to why you're not targeting your best player. I've said this time and time again. You throw it to Mike Evans instead of the defense and you'll win games. Hey, and he's not throwing it to Mike Evans, hey, so I don't know what the heck the problem is. You're doing the classic Blake Bortles when asked what advice he had for uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Maybe try to throw it to your team and not the other team. Right, Blake Bortles is is the one to ask when you're talking about interceptions hey, versus touchdowns. no interceptions this week, two touchdowns, 320 yards. Three and six. Three and Bad six. defense isn't Blake Bortles' fault. Hey, you know, sorry, like, Jax fans, you suck again. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the bottom. <laughs> you had a nice, we had a nice one-year run there. You were so so close. Welcome back. You know, I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't even want to talk about the Jaguars because yeah, they're just so. We're, we're not going to talk. They're the about most them. mediocre team in the NFL. Do we even like remember at this point, week two, when they stomped on the Patriots? I remember that. <laughs> and actually. They were talking about how how it was their Super Bowl. <laughs> it looks like it was their Super Bowl because they may never get further than they yeah, ever I, have been. I'm pretty sure. I I'm pretty sure I picked them for the Super Bowl, but we don't have to talk about ouch, that. Ouch. I, I'm going to adjust my AFC pick. LA Super Bowl still intact. Uh, well, 72, obviously. Eight and one or nine and one. Eight yeah. and one, nine and one. I don't even know. Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust. I'll be back. I'll be back when we do our next show with my new AFC pick. 
But yes, Fitzmagic is still alive and well because even if it isn't the outcome that they would have wanted, like it's still a record-breaking performance in some in some respect for good or for or for bad, you know? Like he's going to put up storylines whenever he's whenever he's on the field. This Bucks team is a competitive team like it or not, and I think if they can just find a running game and a, a consistent defense, like they can be competitive for the rest of the season. Here's what I want to. Here's what I want to get to, and this is our last NFL game. The battle of the bad or worse, Bills versus Jets, both three and seven. I couldn't even tell you who's bad or worse. Bills put up forty-one points. They had left tackles catching touchdowns. They had Matt Barkley throwing touchdowns. Yeah. <coughs> hey, do you see that the Bills released Nathan Peterman today? That was. The guy, you know, he was the, he was the savior. It's a long time coming. I I saw that funny tweet. It was like, it was like Colin Kaepernick. He's like his whole collusion when he's presenting case. his collusion case to the NFL. He's just showing them the Bills a, a tape of the Bills season, the DVD of the Bills season <laughs> with yeah. all the quarterbacks that they're trotting out there instead of him. Um, but Matt Barkley, like he he wasn't a good quarterback, but he was. He, he was, was serviceable. Just good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he he was good enough to stand under under the pocket and throw a couple passes uh, and I, not lose. I heard this take, uh, and again I can't remember who it's from, but someone someone said recently that that uh, the meanest thing you can say to someone about someone basically like when you're like the off opposition coach and you're trying to compliment uh, like a player on the other team is just like calling them competent. Like if you say like like Mitch Trubisky, competent quarterback, that's pretty much the meanest like nice way you could say Mitch Trubisky is a bad quarterback. Not that I'm saying he is, but I'm just saying as a random example. Okay, no, no, I, I, I that's what you just did. That. You just said he's competent. He yeah, can't. Exactly. He he has played NFL football. He, he yes, he lo- he looks like a quarterback. <laughs> he's kind of like Josh Allen. He's, he's got not- the number. He, they do snap the ball to him. Right, they snap the ball to him. He he can throw it overhand, not underhand. He can throw it over. He can hand off the ball. Yo, could you imagine someone times. like throwing underhand and getting a spiral <coughs> on it? That'd be wild. No, no, no. Like I, I was telling you this, but obviously our, our our listeners haven't heard it. It was a game. It was like St. Lawrence and um, maybe Hobart or Cornell. It was two upstate New York teams, mm-hmm. and New York is famous for its terrible weather this time of year. But oh, yes. but like two weeks ago, it was especially bad. It was a driving rain, and and this and the quarterback for St. Lawrence, it was like you know thirty five degrees in driving rain. It was like sixty mile an hour winds. Nobody could hold the football. And the St. Lawrence quarterback takes the ball, just slings it like 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 straight armed, like just discus. slings it like yeah, exactly. It, it was like a discus throw, like. 40 yards downfield, and the guy caught it for a touchdown. <laughs> like, literally, like, that's how desperate they got. And Matt Barkley wasn't even doing that, so he's even better than that. And Okay, here's another compliment. Matt Barkley, better than a middle New York college quarterback. Right, exactly. He's better than a middle New York college quarterback. I also forgot that he played in the NFL. Good for him. He's, he's hung around for this long. <laughs> Um, maybe with, maybe with that performance, that might double his 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 career length. That one performance, kind of like a Matt Flynn kind of game. Hey, all I'm saying, Fitz Magic, he could play another ten years in the NFL. He could, especially with that swagger. Do you see that picture of him from midweek at practice with shades on under his helmet? Yep, that's a that. That's I mean, some energy. That's right a locker room guy. That is. I, I, that's a real glue guy. Mm-hmm. That's a real glue guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's that's someone that if I owned a cell phone. People would be hitting me up day and night. I'd die to play for you, man. Yeah. Just, just, just looking at that one image, I'm telling you. I'm sure. I'm it, sure. It reminds me of another team. 
Which team? The Oakland Raiders. Oh, okay. Maybe. Let's Maybe. Uh, let's leave that take for now. Let's talk basketball. Philadelphia, adding a weapon. Adding a big weapon. Yep, the big news of the week, Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, good for him. He he didn't want to play for Minnesota. Fine. They weren't going to win with him anyway. So go to a contender. Go to Philadelphia. Now, I think they just turned themselves into the best team in the East, honestly. I, I know Toronto's 9-1. I know I know Milwaukee is Milwaukee and Boston. Dude, Toronto's 12-2. and two. Oh, maybe. I'm, <laughs> I'm still I'm still in the NFL. I'm, I'm still thinking NFL standings. Yeah. Twelve and two, just as good as nine and one. They're twelve and two. They're they're a great team. Yep. Uh, Boston seven and six. Time to hit the panic button. I think that is not that chemistry is not clicking. But I, I think that they will eventually round into shape. Um, yeah. F- Philadelphia, I think right now with the ad- addition of Butler and the addition of perhaps a Ben Simmons jump shot is the class of the East. And Again, good for him. Yeah, but you know what I saw tonight out of Philadelphia that made me sick? Markel Fultz doing a pump fake on his foul shots. Dude, that guy's messed up. Man. Something's wrong, man. I mean... Imagine if they drafted Tatum instead of Fultz, like how deadly they would be. Imagine if an uh, NBA basketball player could shoot the basketball. How right. wild would that be? Right. Like, I can I can honestly say that I, sh- I look and shoot better than Markel Fultz does. I can honest, I can 100, say with the 100% certainty that I can... That I can do that, honestly. I, I mean, I agree with that. Because the thing is, is that it's not even one of those things where, like, well, could you do in the NBA? We see videos of Markel, Markel Fultz on a court by himself. Right. Just airballing Right, shots. and if, in a free throw, literally, you are by yourself. Like, yeah. it's not that hard. I could go out there and shoot free throws and probably make it, at least one of them. <laughs> like, and, and look decent doing it. Like, I actually know what I'm doing. It looks like Markel Fultz has never shot a free throw before, and he doesn't know. And, like, the 2K game that he's playing is glitching mid-shot. <laughs> he pressed it too early, so it just, like, fires it away super, super fast, or it holds on to it an extra length. I don't know. He's forgot how to play basketball. It's heartbreaking to see. Um... But they don't need him anymore, so, you know, it's all right. But if they had him, they'd be that much more dangerous. Can, can I just say this, by the way? Just a little East-West comparison. The L.A. Lakers are the last team in the West uh, who are above 500. They're 7-6. and six. You want to guess what position they're in in the, in the, in the West? 11. Yep. Meanwhile, the eighth team in, in the East, so in the last playoff spot, you want to guess what their record is? Six and eight. Yeah, it's a six and eight Brooklyn Nets. There we go. Wow, the Brooklyn Nets are going to the playoffs, folks. That's uh, well, the Eastern Conference for you. Hey, they're they're in a they're uh, Orlando's also six and eight. So wow, those are two really really mediocre teams that I couldn't name a handful of players off of. Honestly, like yeah, I also couldn't. Brooklyn Nets. Big news tonight. Shout out Karis Levert. That was a pretty. Gruesome injury. I don't know if you saw it. He, yeah. His ankles literally snapped in half. I, I not, know this is bad great. radio. I know this is bad radio describing it, but uh, yeah, really, really bad. He had to be stretched off. Players were crying. Um, speaking of one of the players who was crying, mm-hmm. this is a really weird segue that we're going to make here. Yeah. D. Rose, because they were playing Minnesota. <laughs> D. Rose is all the way back. Yeah. Is, you see what I did there? I, I kind of put it all together. I got it. I'm a, yeah. real, I'm a real glue guy like that. Yeah, I like um, it. But D. Rose drops 50 points. Earlier last week, follows it up with a 31.9 assist outburst. I think he's all the way back. He's back to his MVP form. I'm telling you, he's he's ready to he, he's ready to retake the league by storm at age whatever he is, 28, 29. I hope so, man. L- let me just say this one more thing. A little update on Cleveland. 
one and eleven. Good. They have one win. Kevin Love's still out. At one and eleven. Portland, meanwhile, in the West, ten and three. I like him. Ten and three. I, I like CJ McCollum. Just to get swept by New Orleans in the first round again. Hey, um, I like CJ McCollum. Portland was the best team in the NBA for the second half of last season. Like people forget that. Yeah. Uh, also, just quick shout out to LeBron reminding himself that it's hard to play in LA because the team's so bad, and just reminding, just shout out to LeBron reminding himself that he has to remind himself that he signed up for a challenge. Right, and then reminding himself that he still can't shoot free throws in his well, 18th season now. He still has never learned to shoot free throws, kind of like Markel Fultz. Him and Markel Fultz kinda are like the same Shaq. boat here. That's something I never understood. I was like, I get that he's tall, but like, he's an NBA player. He could put some time in. Right, it's not free throws are not that hard. Yeah. They really aren't. Kicking a field goal significantly harder than shooting free throws, and I'd say it's roughly the equivalent in the NFL and the in the NBA. That's oh. that's what I would compare it to. And just anyone can learn to anyone can learn to shoot free throws. Just just learning to do the same thing every single time, and that was really that. And that was Shaq's problem. He would just he would his stroke would change every single time, so he would just <laughs> never learn to do it because he couldn't keep one thing straight. You know. Here's um, the, I, w- I want to change our tune a little bit for the end. Two more things we got to cover here. The Carolina Hurricanes in the National Hockey League, when they win, Tom Dundon, their new un- owner, has got them doing all these wild theatrics. Tonight they were doing the skull clap. You know you know that one? That's a great one. When they're doing the skull Iconic. clap. And then after they all after they do like their whatever celebration, a different player leads it every night. They all skate across the ice and like jump into the boards, get the fans on their feet. I love it. Like is this, is this win or lose? No, this is this is after wins. Okay, a- after or lose that'd be like yeah, wild. Well, it's more just a sense that like hockey is a little bit of a button down sport, and I'm a little bit of a button down guy. But you're a very button down. Okay, guy. We're tr- I've never seen you without a button on. Hey, I'm not wearing a button right now. Oh, okay. Whoa. whoa. Not great radio. Oh, okay. the pants you are, though. Uh, no, I'm wearing sweatpants, actually. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> guys, guys, this is unprecedented. It actually is breaking news. <laughs> this is unprecedented. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this. Okay. The point is, is that I think that the NHL should be fun. We don't want an NFL problem. We don't want Let to be the, the no-fun league. Let the kids play is right. That's it. I mean, and that's their whole motto in Carolina. There are a bunch of kids, then they got like... George, uh, Jeff, they got Jeff Will, Jeff Williams. It sounds like you yeah. just came over the stereotypical American name there. You just slide that in. I mean, his no name, one notice. His name is Williams, and it is Jeff. Jeff, yeah, Smith. And it's, dude, this is like really embarrassing for me. Who's like their thirty-seven-year-old like uncle slash like much older brother from like a previous marriage who's Ugh. just walking over that, watching over them. I feel like you, I feel like your much older brother from a previous marriage is not watching over you at all. Dude, I don't know. That was a bad. Analogy. That was a really bad one. <laughs> I don't know. He's like the cool stepbrother, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, That'd be super weird to have a stepbrother that's 37. I know we're getting off the rails here at, <laughs> at 1 a.m. <laughs> okay. The last thing we got to say is that we're taking a break from the show next week. So don't look for us again until November 27th. So we got to talk about the big matchup, the showdown, Tiger and Phil, live from Las Vegas, Friday after Thanksgiving. I'd say it's probably the second biggest sporting event of the interim here that we're going to be taking this little break after the Chiefs-Rams game. I think those are probably the two big things that will be happening in the next two weeks. No? Am I wrong? Mm, Yeah, no. I'll hear that. Yeah. Those are probably the two biggest things. So, yeah. 
stay tuned for that. Those are probably the two big Justin things that we'll Williams, talk about. Justin Williams, by the way. Justin Williams. I apologize. I've been watching this guy play for a decade, and I feel really bad that I forgot his first name. Dude. I got the J right. What, what if he listens to this show? He doesn't. What if he did, though? Please come on the po- on the podcast to accept our apology. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Right, this is the only thing that we'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's make some picks here. What do you think? Picks for what? Phil Phil Tiger. Um. Do you think either of them? Where are they playing? Uh, Las Vegas. Do you think uh, either of them scores under par? Uh, no, n- neither of them are very good. Tiger did win an event. Phil won an event last year, too. What did too. Tiger win this year? He he won something. He won the P, the PGA Championship. Did he really? No, 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 no. He, he, he didn't win a major. He won something no, else. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. He won, he won like, the Tour Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playoff the tour, finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour Championship. Technically, Tiger Woods is the PGA Tour Champion. But he was also so, so bad in the Ryder Cup. Both of them. Yeah. They're both horrible hey, in the Ryder Cup. let me just say this. I got Phil. Phil's my guy. I love Phil. Phil's a competitor. So I guess I'm going Tiger then. I'll pick Phil till Phil, Phil till I die. I guess I'm I guess I'm a Tiger guy. You want to you want to put five bucks on it right now? Let's do it right now. We'll okay, be back here. shake hands. I'll be, or sh- well, I'll be a much wealthier man than I was today with my zero dollars when I come back here on on November 27th. Hey, I expect you to pay up. We'll do, we'll do it live on the radio. I won't have to because Tiger Woods is going to win. Clearly. I don't think so, dude. He's the PGA Tour champion, as you hey, just said. the real winner is Tiger and Phil, who get $9 million <laughs> to do this. Do they both this. get the money, even if... No. The, the winner, I believe, gets I thought it was winner million. takes all. I think the winner gets $9 million, loser gets like a million, and then like a million goes to charity or something like that. Oh, okay. So they're both winners. We're all winners. Well, no. I, I'm a winner, too, because that money goes to charity. No, really, the guy who makes $9 million is the real winner. And me with my $5. Well, and me with my $5. Okay, well, stay tuned for that. Again, you've been listening to 88.7 WHCL-FM, Clinton, New York. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you in two weeks. Take care, everyone.